Hey, this is Jen Bernstein, and I am sitting with Mike Hughes. We are up to episode 16 of The Stash, and Mike, we're trying to change things up a little bit. Yeah, we have a little bit of a different, um, I guess you could say, structure for the show. Yeah, and I, I think it's a, it's a good thing to do because not everybody loves my... Um, Your stash? My stash. <laughs> no, <laughs> not I, I everybody's mean, a jam band fan right. or, you know, needs to know, uh, you know, what Trey Anastasio, the guitarist for Fish, was eating, you know, last Tuesday. Because you literally picked through his leavings. Yeah. No, uh, um, basically, if, if some of our listeners might be Reefer Radio fans. It's a show that we, we started doing over at Sirius yeah, XM. Yeah, Sirius XM. That was great. Yeah. And we kind of thought that maybe we would take that formula, which is more of a general entertainment pot-focused kind of show, and bring it to the stash. So Yeah, we need more weed on the stash. Yeah. So we're going to try that out, and um, hopefully you guys like it. And I'm not talking about, like, taking your dabs or your wax and putting it on the ends of your own mustache or stash. No. Which some people are big fans of. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Uh, apparently it's like a aphrodisiac type thing. Yeah, slash mustache wax. It's, 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 it's odd. strange, I'm right? going to try it. I'll let really? you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot this weekend and let you know if I'm just, like, this chick magnet. Okay. Well, please. Yeah. I would love to know the results. I will wear it with my mustache rides shirt. But in the meantime, let's figure out what is new in news. Well, you know, around here, it's a pretty big uh, moment because this is our 40th year, our 40th anniversary. Yeah, old, old times. We are, we <laughs> are old, times. We're old, old people. Times. But it's cool because uh, you are the managing editor of High Times Magazine. Oh, and shit. Is that what I know, I'm sorry, but it's true. That's what I do? And you are responsible for this gorgeous magazine I'm holding right here. It is the November... Don't hurt yourself. It's very heavy. It's big. It's the November issue of High Times. Yeah. uh, 2014? That's what we're up to? 2014, yeah. Yeah, 40 years, High Times turns 40 in 2014. And yeah, what you're looking at is um, something really special. I mean, we don't usually do a bookazine. And it's uh, a little bit more expensive because, well, it's just chock full of really awesome stories. But on the cover, um, there's some red foil and some gold foil. I mean, the the banner, which is the High Times name, is in gold foil. And that's really cool and a little costly when you, uh, when so you print it. But it's so worth it. It, like, so jumps off the it. newsstand at you. It really does. It's a very cool-looking uh, magazine. But yep. what, let's not judge this book by its cover. Why don't you oh, tell us a little bit about there. what's in inside? Sorry, yeah. What's on the inside? Well, um, you know, we really pride ourselves on our pot photography. So, if anything, this... Bookazine is full of some of our best pot photography, and we took it a step further. Um, we actually took cannabis and put it underneath the microscope, and that's oh. our first feature. And it's really crazy what you see when you put pot underneath the microscope. Um, so it's just some like really intensely magnified photos of weed. Um, we have a story called The Greatest Pot Gardens of All Time, where Danny Danko takes us through 
um, I guess his archive and, and some of the other cultivation editors throughout the years and show us these massive gardens. I know there's one of Eddie Lepp's garden. Uh, I think Chris Simonek is in a field in Jamaica, I believe. It was like one of the biggest um, pot grows he had ever been to. It's out doors and he's just in this massive field with like a rifle or <laughs> something um, and this the photo was shot at a time when you still really had to fear for your life for growing weed and also um, protect your garden we have a awesome article on the 25 greatest strains of all time and I really love this article because I knew most of the strains and I think a lot of our listeners will go through and want to learn a little bit more about either these strains and what makes them so infamous. And Nico Escondido, our cultivation editor, has compiled this this list. And actually, aren't we going to talk to him in a little bit? Yeah, we're. I mean, I'm sure you're dying to hear a couple of those 20. Now, we're talking about the 40-year history of high times. Mm -hmm. These are the 25 greatest strains, oh, right? Yeah. 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 We're going to have Nico on in a little bit, and he's going to break down some of those strains, why he picked them for this list, and I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't want to give too much away. No, I, but... I, there's some great stuff in here. Keith Strope from uh, Normal, he has a piece. Uh, Chris Simonek, our editor-in-chief, has a great read. Uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Lester Grinspoon, he is interviewed in this issue. That's right. And uh, there's just it's a great, great book. Let's not forget, there's this one article, another article I really like, which is called High Times Takes Off, and it's the true story behind High Times. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about how High Times actually started. Uh, but one of the you know famous uh, stories we like to tell is that High Times started in a basement, which is true, <laughs> in the East Village, also true. But that, We've always been underground. But <laughs> That's good. But High Times was actually thought of or thunk up while our founder, Tom Fursad, was doing nitrous. Right. So... Of course, it has a very storied, you know, background of, um, well, we've always done drugs. <laughs> yes, we've always done drugs. And even I, the magazine was thought up of on drugs. I just so love that's... that all of this, our reality, mm -hmm. is a nitrous dream from 1974. It's pretty awesome. I'm still living it. Yeah. So that is, uh, you know, basically, you should pick this up. Uh, it's going to set you back, what? Ten bucks. Uh, Ten bucks, but Which it is, is a like collector's issue. Which is a cup issue. of coffee at Starbucks. Right, exactly. So get this instead. Okay, so that's the November issue of High Times, which is on newsstands now. But speaking of November, we have a really exciting event coming up. Yeah, the Cannabis Cup, which happens in Amsterdam every year. This is our 27th Cannabis Cup. And every night there's music. During the day there's the expo. And unlike the U.S. events, uh, the Amsterdam Cup is... I think like four or five days rather than just the weekend. So this year, November 23rd through the 27th, go to CannabisCup.com for tickets and find out more. Yeah, if you've come to any of the uh, U.S. Cups, you know it's a great vibe, but Amsterdam is the original. It's a really special place for us, so definitely come and celebrate. Uh, it's like a harvest festival, so celebrate that with us in Amsterdam. Okay, more news. Peyton Manning. You might, you might remember Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah. NFL. NFL guy, yeah, the quarterback for the Broncos. He actually had a pretty funny little uh, statement in an interview with Sports Illustrated. You may not know, Peyton Manning actually owns about 21 Papa John's franchises. Really? Yes, and when asked if he voted just in general by Sports Illustrated, 
He was saying that, uh, let me read the exact quote for you. Um, I've gotten to know some of the folks here in Colorado. There's some different laws here in Colorado. Pizza business is pretty good out here, believe it or not, due to some of the recent law changes. So Peyton seems to have gotten into the right thing in the right place at the right time. That's pretty uh, pretty good. Yeah, not bad for uh, owning 21 restaurants and pot going legal. And then now all of a sudden there's munchies yeah. involved. Lots yes. of munchies. So He's capitalizing on the munchies. Peyton Manning, not only an NFL Super Bowl champion. But a, a proud Papa John's oh. owner, yeah. apparently. So, you know, it's interesting. You recently wrote the cover story, the Pot Jobs cover story. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is obviously a really small example of how the, the pot laws are affecting the economy. But, the, you know, there's another example of jobs that yeah, are created by pot. Yeah, I think there were pot. like 10,000 new jobs created in Colorado. And a lot of you might be wondering, you know, how do I get into the industry? And maybe you missed uh, the October issue. But one of the best things you can do is just go out there and scope what's on uh, the web. And what everybody should do is go to weedhire.com. And this is the number one trafficked website for marijuana-related jobs in the industry. Um, so that's weedhire.com. And just go out and scout what's what's available. I mean, I think in Arizona, there were something like 30 jobs listed. I looked at California, and there was like over 100. So um, go see what's available. Yeah, weedhire.com. Definitely check that out. And it's interesting. There's a lot of pot jobs right now. But back in the 70s, there were only two legal pot jobs. And Cheech had one and Tommy (laughs) Chong had the other. So speaking of Tommy Chong, uh, he recently appeared on Dancing with the Stars. Actually, both Cheech and Chong like roll out in a lowrider onto Mm. the set of Dancing with the Stars. It's full of smoke. (laughs) It's like doing its little hoopty dance. And then... Um, Tommy Chong, like, just is talking. He says he's a stoner. He is, like, this is pretty much as mainstream as marijuana can get right now. Like, they showed a clip of, you know, from Up in Smoke. So in, this like, is, like, this is network of, television. Yeah. The demo is, you know, 40 to 60-year-olds at home. And, and Tommy Chong is coming out of a smoke-filled lowrider. Yeah, it was really cool. And you know what? I would love to talk to Tommy Chong if he advances in Dancing with the Stars. Well, the question is, I, I didn't see the program can he dance? He can dance. He's actually a pretty good dancer. He comes out. He's, like, dancing to the cha-cha. Um, the song he danced to was Pharrell and Snoop's Drop It Like It's Hot. So, I mean, it was it was relevant. And, yeah, he's got the moves. But the real question is, is he going to progress to the next rounds? And that's what we need to watch out for. Indeed. I think he's a real threat. He so, is. Yeah. Can I know. just say this? Do you guys want a little high times gossip? Yeah. Okay. So the real story about Tommy, the reason he can dance is Shelby, his wife, she started taking dance lessons and he didn't want any part of it. And then one day he went to pick her up and he saw her dancing with her very handsome dance instructor. And he was like, screw this. I'm learning how to dance. And cut to a few years later, he's on Dancing with the Stars and he looks good. I mean, keep in mind, this guy is what, 70? He's over 70. Yeah. It's very impressive. Very impressive. So that's the that's the inside scoop on that. There you go. heard of. First here on The Stash mm-hmm. from our very own Mike Hughes. That's very right. cool. All right, cool. Well, that's a little look at what is in the uh, the pot news world, uh, but stick around. More Stash coming up. We have a fun new segment as part of The Stash, and I think we should call it Stoner Fact Check. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I think you came up with it. <laughs> that's why I like it. Uh, and so for our first Stoner Fact Check, why... 
go come up with a question. Okay. Does playing music for your plants help them grow? You know, I've heard this a lot, right? People say they sing to their plants, or they play music for them, and it miraculously helps them grow. It sounds crazy, but this is true. It is. Believe、Whoa. it or not, yeah, this one is true. So, according to numerous studies, it appears that playing music for your plants actually does help them grow.、Uh, a South Korean study from a couple years back found that music, and specifically classical music, actually aided plant growth. And scientists found that in the、uh, 125 to 250 hertz range, the plant growth was actually stimulated. Whereas, if music was played in the 50 hertz range, it was detrimental to plant growth. And so the question is, why is that? Now, some people believe that these sounds activate or stimulate genes that are in the plants. It's pretty crazy, right? That plants are hardwired to respond to this music, or Is it the vibration that they're responding to? Some companies they actually sell machines for your grow room that create these pulsing vibrations that are supposed to help plants grow, and you're actually sitting right next to one right now. Oh, that's what that thing that's is. That's what that thing is. It creates. <laughs>、oh, I had no idea. Yeah. So why is this? I mean, some people think that the music or the vibrations that are created from music sort of mimic what's occurring naturally in nature, like the wind blowing or birds and insects. But other people think it's all about the vibrations. Now the truth is, we don't really know. But the bottom line, if you're singing to your plants, you're not going to hurt them, and in the worst case, you're at least giving them a little extra carbon dioxide, which they absolutely love.、Hmm. So yeah, very cool. I did not know that. Though my one time in a grow room, I went to go visit the clinic, and they were playing. The Grateful Dead for the、oh, plants,、okay. and these plants looked very robust and well loved. So、um, I don't know if it was grower's choice or if if the plants were like, "Yo, dude, play us some dead." <laughs> I think in that But, scenario, <laughs> that was good for the plants and the grower. There you go. Yeah. All right, we are back with more stash and、uh, loyal stash listeners. Probably know that every year around this time, we do a little recap of Modown, and Modown is of course the、uh, the two day or three day. It's a it's a three day event. Three day event with your favorite band. Mo. Yes. So little M O E and then a period. So because punctuation counts, it always does, and I always have a be- the best time at Modown. It's you know my end of. Summer last hurrah! Yeah, and they bring all these great bands to upstate New York, right outside of Utica, and and they've been doing it for this is like Modown forty eight. This was fifteen. Modown fifteen, and my tenth Modown.、Oh, nice. I've been going for a while, and I thought today I would share my top five, you know, Modown moments、uh, for our tried and true. Jam band fans. Now, people and, have come to expect this of you. Yeah. yeah, of course. So we don't want to totally alienate our old fan base、right. with our new with the new、uh, format. With the new format. We're keeping so, everybody happy. So here we go. Is this in any particular order? No order. Okay. Because everything Mo does is awesome, and I love Mo Down. So all right, let's do it. Okay. So number one,、uh, no order, of course, was Mo did an entire set with the Conehead Buddha horns. And you may remember last year, I was just wowed at Plane Crash with horns.、Uh, I think last year, New Year's Eve again, they invited the Conehead Buddha horns out with them.、Uh, but to hear an entire set, I think Shannon Lynch, who、um, plays sax,、uh, 
Um, it's her and her brother, Terry Lynch, and uh, a few other members that compile the horn section. They learned 14 new Mo songs. Wow. Um, and one that really stood out to me was Brittle End. It just sounded beautiful. It's, a, it's like a dark song anyways. And then just to have this big horn section uh, round out, um, it was really awesome. So Mo with horns. Yeah, uh, speaking of Brutal End, would you like to play a little sample of that? Yeah, sure. Here we go. imagine Jen rocking out in the pit, you know, devil horns, both hands going, and uh, <laughs> just really having uh, the time of her life. Yes, I, I believe I saw you doing that when Mo played our Cannabis Cup in uh, Sonoma this year. You were definitely rocking out front and center. Yeah, I mean, one of uh, the songs that I, I love that they played at Down, they also played at our Cup. And it's funny to always be talking about this song because the title of the song is Same Old Story. Ah. And I always feel like I'm telling the same old story, not only with the Downs, but... Um, well, I'm just covering my favorite band. But sometimes, but let me just say, I think this next moment is is not the same old story because for years it has been a different story and now finally a breakthrough, right? Oh, finally a breakthrough. Number two on my top five uh, Modown moments was the mayor of Moville was actually a person this year and the guy who won is Rex. Yay, Rex. Rex for mayor. I mean, this guy has petitioned and gotten everybody on board with him. I think Rob, the bass player of Mo, even said that I think this dude has probably spent like a hundred grand <laughs> on just like campaigning for, for something well, he, as you know. I, he's put his time and his money into it. Let, but, let's back up just for a okay. second, though. What exactly is the mayor of Mo down? Well, I think Rex is actually trying to legitimize it as a thing. Like, I think he's going to make it a thing and actually do things to like be... Like wear a top hat mower, and... Mayor of Mower. Mower of Maydown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, three cheers. Hats off to, to Rex. He's a photographer. Um, I think he teams up with journalists and... And he now, you know, he can now tell his friends that he beat the inanimate objects he was running against, mm-hmm. right? It's like a ditch and like a pole or something. A squirrel a fucking squir- a Schlitz can. Yeah. <laughs> so, way to go, Rex. Um... You know, you campaigned hard. It was a good fight, and congrats on the the title. Very so, good. All right, should we keep going? Let's keep going. All right, number three was Mo's amazing bust outs, and I'm not talking about man boobs here. <laughs> Get it? Bust out. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about a song that Mo hasn't played since 1994. Oh. It's called Canned Pastries. 
that's a 20 year stretch. Wow. Yeah. And I, you know, who knows why they chose Actually, I do know why they chose it. It's because they reached 100,000 fans on Facebook. And to give back, as they typically do for fans, they like to, you know, say thank you. Um, they asked their fans, what would you want to hear? And sent out like a, a survey. And actually, it was a song list of like, I don't know, 100 or so songs, or actually all of their songs. What would you want to hear Mo play? And I guess everybody voted for canned pastries. <laughs> there you go. It's interesting because like Mo is one of these bands that obviously started before the internet was really a thing, before social media was a thing. And a lot of bands, you could tell a lot about them by how they embrace that change. You mm -hmm. know, like the person we're going to talk about next, Nova Rockefeller, she is of this age. So she yeah. has a ton of followers. But Mo, uh, they're doing a nice job considering you know, half of their career was before the internet was really a big deal. Yeah, true that. All right. So what's okay. next? So number four, Duo de Twang. This was uh, a band that, uh, you know, we've talked about having at our Cannabis Cup events because they're awesome. And one half of the Duo de Twang, uh, Les Claypool, plays bass for Primus. And this is kind of like his new gig. And what was so awesome for me personally, besides the music, uh, I think they did like a an acoustic version of Staying Alive. It was pretty badass. All of a sudden, I see a girl I went to college with on stage with them. And like, maybe that would be weird in any other circumstance. But she's part of a group called the Reformed Whores. The reformed whores. Yeah, so I guess, like, does that mean she was a whore? And Previously has now, like, was a yeah, whore. and has reformed her ways. And so... Yeah. What was her role sudden, with, with the with duo Les? de Twang? Yeah, she did the entire tour with them. But, like, what does she do? She sings. Oh, um, okay. She has, like, a little cabaret act that she does with um, another whore, reformed <laughs> whore. And um, so, meanwhile, like, I'm in the pit, like, rocking out um, to Gobo Bordello, I believe, and which is my top five moment coming up. But uh, we're rocking out in the pit, and, like, I have a joint, and I'm like, dude, let's smoke this joint. It was so cool, like, to to smoke with a college friend and, you know. And you you had no idea. You just saw her on stage? Yeah. That's pretty wild. Pretty wild. She was at Modown. Okay. So personal, but, you know, very cool. Reformed so go check whore. out the Reformed Whores. Check out uh, Do It a Twang, Les Claypool's act very fun so number five goes to Gogo Bordello who I just mentioned and this guy is like uh, Eastern European right he's got a pretty large band there's like an accordion they are full-on <laughs> just like rock stars but like slam punk uh, I, I really don't know how to describe them but it's a huge party and very fun and um, I got to see Gogo Bordella before he went on stage, and I was like, you Wait, know, Gogo Bordella is a person. He's a guy, okay. but he's also this band. I don't think that's his real name. I think his real name is Eugene. <laughs> that sounds so much less cool. Yeah, and, so... Yeah. Um, so you saw him before he went on? I saw him before he went on, and I was like, yeah, so I, I've never seen you guys. Like, what what do I expect? And he's like, expect the big spectacle. And I'm like, oh, is he this big <laughs> spectacle? That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so that was the top five. Do we have any honorable mentions, things that almost made the list? Uh, sure. You know what? I loved uh, the encore on Saturday night, which was August 30th. That was a killer jazz wank. And to have a Nagila, 
into Long Island Girls Rule. And, and now um, you called that song, right? I did call that song. Like, you listeners may remember, um, last year or the year before, I don't know, one of these Modown recaps, we talked about how I like to pick songs, and I get together with a group of friends, um, organized by my friend Melly, and we all get together during, like, right before Mo's sets, and we... we well, we bet, we gamble, and we get five songs for five bucks. And one of the songs, the only song I picked the whole weekend that got me on the board was Long Island Girls Rule. So. And I think you should get extra points for that, because that was another big bust out. And it was an encore. Maybe extra points for encore? Yeah. I don't know. We got to talk to Melly, is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get her on the phone. All right. All right, what else? what else? Um, oh. Well, another honorable mention would just have to go out, a shout out to all my friends and all the drugs that they consumed all weekend. It was very impressive. <laughs> I, um, you know, at one point, I, as soon as I saw my friends who had the very first RV in the, in the one uh, RV section, and it was all disco themed, they brought decorations, and as soon as I got there, it was like, all the drugs are out. It was like, what do you have, what do you have, what do you got, like all the drugs on the table. Um, I think I lost my packs and my vape pen in the matter of like two minutes. Was that gone. Brought to you by drugs. Brought to you by drugs. Okay. And uh, there was like nitrous and crackers, and uh, you know my friends won. They made their own awards for like winning Modown, um, like trophies. They had trophies, and then throughout the weekend, like these trophies just got like. Um, not graffitied, but like defamed, de these trophies. Defaced, defaced. Yes. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's what it is. Okay. It was pretty funny though. Well, um, so yeah, all all my friends, all the drugs we did, and it was a great time. I, I think you won that Modown breakdown. So if I had a defaced trophy, I would give it to you. Thank but yeah, you. shout out to friends on drugs. Shout out to Mo. And uh, you know what? I feel like something's missing. I feel like we have to play one more Mo song. What would you like to do? Um, let's play some of Same Old Story. Because, once again, this is the same old story for for me and for Mo yeah, and but, for you. But um, it's an awesome, psychedelic, 60s-sounding uh, new song off their new album. But what you see in here, bailouts, banks, and billionaires. No time served, so never fair. Too big to fail, we all get sold. Take what they want and never share to fill their pockets and to feed your fear. Feel paranoid, that's how they scare. Sit tight, don't fight, just light a smoke. We've gotten you down, no guts, no glory. You swing at a time, no guts, no glory. It's the end of the line, no guts, no glory. Cut you down the side, dim It's the same old story. So that is, uh, that's the old guard, you know, that's the tried and true, one of your favorite all-time bands, but one of the things that, that we get to do on, on the music stash is talk about newer music, and you actually uh, recently interviewed somebody that you're pretty excited about. Oh yeah, well, you know, there's a great weight 
that uh, comes with being a editor at High Times. And that's, you know, you get to influence people and you get to choose what you think is cool and share it with the masses. And we get a lot of unsolicited mail. Yes, we do. And one of those pieces of mail actually came um, from a marketing firm that is repping this really awesome, cool chick out of L.A. She's Canadian, Jamaican, or from L.A. I don't know. It's one of those, yeah. Well, it's like she's... Wait, she's either Canadian, Jamaican, or from Los Angeles? No, she was like... Canadian-born, Jamaican-raised, but lives in L.A. Okay, that's unusual. And her name's Nova Rockefeller. Uh-huh. And so I got this email, and it's like, hey, we'd love for High Times to, you know, look at this video, maybe premiere it. And it was so awesome because I check out this video, and it's really trippy and psychedelic. The girl's awesome. Nova, like, has these great rhymes, and she's bridging uh, 90s culture. Like, she's wearing a Nirvana tank top. Mm-hmm. She likes alt-rock like Weezer. But then she loves rap. So the video and the song is called Whole Bag. Whole and Bag. The Whole Bag. Uh-huh. And, well, Mike, why don't you play a clip for our listeners? All right, here we go. She ate the whole bag. It's I get awesome, it. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. she ate all the freaking Jolly Ranchers. She got <laughs> really high. Like, she doesn't know. She's, like, asking Siri if, like, she's God. She wants to jump in the water fountain. Like, uh-huh. and it's really, yeah, it's cool. And so I just loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. And it would, it makes me want to check out some of her other music. And she's got a new album. Um, yeah, a quick a note on this album. It's uh, called Problem Child. Uh, she is wearing sort of a flash dance style unitard with uh, these knee-high socks and uh, she actually looks she looks good yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah she's a cute girl yeah. she's and in the video she looks good mm-hmm. and she's smoking pot and yeah. she's obviously like a big fan of weed and so you know we got to talk with her and on hightimes.com slash nova rockefeller you can go check out that interview but in the meantime i'm going to give you just a little brief snapshot yeah, give us a taste um because we asked her uh you know what's your favorite strain of weed and she loves to smoke bowls uh but bubblers are her favorite mm-hmm. and she loves the sour diesel and the og kush she says they're classics and you know what else i thought was pretty cool was i asked her if she's you know dabbled in any other drugs dabbled and, dabbled and because you know at high times or specifically here at the stash we like to promote all types of drugs it's not, not po- it's not pot times it's high times it's high times yeah. let's let's cover lots of things so um she's all about that she said Quote, we used to be so serious about mushrooms that if someone even suggested that we do it, we would drop everything, cancel plans, and just go get wrecked. (laughs) And she says she loves being outside and just losing her shit. 
I like so, that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a cool girl, right? Yes. If at home you're wondering why uh, we're recapping this, um, you know, it, this interview is sort of done by email, which isn't radio friendly, but uh, Jen conducted the the uh, interview. So that's a little taste of it. Can I just say my favorite part of yeah. this thing that you got into? You asked her if there are other drug references on this album, yeah. and she told you, uh, if you could find a song without a weed reference on it, I will give you $50, which I love for two reasons. Number one, it implies that there's a lot of weed references on this album. Oh, yeah. Number two, it also implies she's not quite made it yet, because she's only <laughs> offering 50 bucks. Oh, nice. So, there you go. I like it. It's funny that you interpreted it that way. That's how I, that's how I read it. Did you read it differently? Well, I just figured, oh, this is awesome. Like, she'll give, <laughs> she'll give me 50 bucks. And, I'm like, looking it's deep kind of into like a this. challenge. I'm, but I no. like her a lot. I'm looking really deeply. Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so definitely check that out. Nova Rockefeller is her name. She um, MCs or DJs Wednesday nights at Lowen Theory, which is in LA. So you can actually go check her out live. That's Wednesdays. Her new album, Problem Child, drops on October 1st. And that's Nova Rockefeller. And if you'd like to read the entire interview uh, that Jen conducted, go to hightimes.com and check the entertainment section. Uh, Stick around. We're going to take a little break, but we'll be back with more Stash. All right, Jen, it is time to play one of my favorite games. Our Our fun new game. Our fun new game. Were drugs involved? Were drugs involved? It's really easy to play. Uh, We're going to explain something to you. We're going to play a little clip, and then you just have to decide for yourself if you think drugs were involved. Now, you don't have to be on drugs at the moment to tell. No, but it helps. But it, yeah, it might help. (laughs) So, um, what do we have today? Okay, well, you actually sent me this pretty amazing clip that really caught my attention. Uh, a woman, it's, it's about a year old, but a woman goes to a drive through window in McDonald's and absolutely loses goes, her fucking she mind. She goes crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's 1030 in the morning and she's driving through and she really wants her McNuggets. Yeah. I mean, it's unfathomable to her that McDonald's isn't serving McNuggets at 1030. So what happens next? She loses her mind, basically. She's screaming and hissing and clawing She's at the... She's hissing and clawing. Like, it's yeah. unbelievable. And then she actually throws something through... Yeah, she actually, breaks their window. Before she breaks their window, she tries to, like, climb in there mm-hmm. and... And says maybe one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my yeah. entire life. Yeah. Yeah. So... Why don't we play a little clip for you, and while you're listening to this, just imagine this woman losing her mind at a McDonald's drive-thru and decide for yourself, were drugs involved? Holy shit! Let's just make a McNuggets in my hand! I don't want to hear it! It's 10.30 a.m. We don't serve chicken McNuggets at this time! Yes, you do! No, we don't! Why not? Because we do! You know what? All the world just fucking hiss at you. Hey, just give me your ass out of the car. What's going on over there? Don't you fucking run away from me, you bad movie. Holy shit. Oh, no. Don't make me assume my ultimate form. I will fuck you up. Wait, I'm going to go there and I'm going to wreck you. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to try to screw you. Look at the mess. Ma'am. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who I am? Ma'am. What? Close that shit. Holy shit. 
Uh, we need to call the police. This is out of control. Holy shit! Alright, so the audio may not have been great there. What she said that made me lose my mind was, don't make me assume my ultimate form. What? What does that even mean? That is some terrifying that shit. That is terrifying. Like, <laughs> ultimate form? Like, is she, uh... What's her ultimate form? Like, I imagine, like, some crazy, like, cat I think it's cat-related, yeah. Because like, she bangs. was full-on hissing and clawing yeah. at the pe- I think her ultimate form is cat-related. But big cat, not big like cat. cute domesticated no, kitten. No. We're talking like a panther or maybe a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really frightening. Yeah. So. Were drugs involved? Were drugs involved. You know what? You've probably had a, a second to think about this, so you know your answer at home. We're going to give our answers. What do you think, Jen? Were drugs involved? And bonus points, what drugs were involved? <laughs> um, yes, drugs were involved. And I would either have to go with some heavy uh, hallucinogens like PCP mm. or meth. Meth could be, yeah. DMT? DMT. <laughs> the, see, I feel like the DMT high would last a shorter period of time than her actual attack lasted on these right. poor people. <laughs> but yeah, I would have to agree. I think drugs were involved. And I'm going to go ahead and say oh, meth is a really good call. I'm going to stick with angel dust, but I, oh. I like meth. Okay. Meth is good. Hey, you know what? If you got a lot of time on your hands and just feel like talking to us, uh, shoot us a text. I'm mean, sorry, a text. <laughs> Don't text us, please. <laughs> Send us something on Twitter. She is at NYC Jam Gal. You could find me at Mike Hughes underscore on the Twitter and let us know if you think drugs were involved. <laughs> All right, we are back with more stash, and uh, Jen, we have cultivation editor Nico Escondido here with us. Yeah, hey. that's oh oh hey Nico, what's going on? What's up, Jen? Great to have you on the stash. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks for having and me. And you're here because we're talking about the 40th anniversary issue, and you, along with some other editors and the staff, have compiled the list. The list. The list of the 25 greatest strains of all time. Of all time. That's correct. That is badass. It is pretty badass. That's awesome. Good job. Good job on that. Thank you. Um, But really, tell us, what's it like? Like, what is your process for gathering these? Like, how did you determine the 25 best? You know, it's interesting because this wasn't like a a standard uh, top 10 or uh, like Danny does or uh, strongest strains like I do. Um, which are, you know, based on more concrete numbers, because this is all time, you know. Um, so over so the 40-year history of high times. Yeah, well, uh, actually over the history of cannabis, if, you know, I mean, Whoa. as long as we know, you know, it's been smoked. So uh, that that's caveman kush isn't here, right? The caveman kush, no. right? it d- that didn't make the list. Uh-uh. It didn't, but it was close. <laughs> I think it might have got honorable mention. <laughs> but the process was really just to talk to everybody here. You know, we have staff members who have been here for 20 plus years. We have young interns, you know, who are still in high school or something. And uh, then we had the rest of us potheads. And so we just kind of collaborated um, and came up with a list that included old school as well as new school strains. And also for the process, did you look at um, different characteristics, say CBD as well as THC? We did. Um, actually, uh, I, w- I won't say uh, where it is on the list or what number it is. You'll have to buy the issue for that. <laughs> but uh, 
there is a high CBD strain that made the list, and there was a lot of debate about that, you know, because we're talking about all-time strains here. But you have to consider its contribution uh, to the new industry, to the medical movement. And so, yeah, we, we definitely considered CBD. That's awesome. Yeah. And so tell us, like, did you have favorites or standouts on this list? Oh, yeah. I mean, I did. Um, which made it really hard for me because I, I have to take everyone's opinion into account. Um, and I think I even wrote, um, well, I'll just tell you, my favorite one um, is the Sour Diesel. Um, Ooh, and that came out at number three. That's the only one I'm going to mention. That was number three, Sour <laughs> Diesel. And if it was up to me only, it would have been number one. That is my favorite. And uh, we were talking about a specific cut that we have out here on the East Coast, the AJ cut. Um, and uh, that was my favorite, but yeah, what it was not number one. Now, was there anything uh, surprising to you that didn't make the list? Is there anything? I, there are some honorable mentions there. There are. Are there any uh, glaring omissions? Um, no, I wouldn't say. I think that's why we, <laughs> and that was all me, the honorable mentions. But you know me, I can't, I can't make up my mind on everything. <laughs> I can't make a decision. So Yeah, uh, like AK-47 was on there, Goo. Um, I think even Bubba Kush. Yeah. Bubba, Those did yeah. not make the list. Yeah, Jack Herrera, I mean, uh, you know, Purple Haze, um, Bubblegum, I mean, <coughs> Hash Plant. There's there's some real, you know, iconic strains uh, that uh, just uh, wasn't enough room, you know. And we wanted to be fair. We wanted to give every everything consideration. And, and uh, you know, there's some surprises there. I think people look at it and say, well, why is that there? You know, but... You know, these are some things that have been around. I mean, talk to your father, your grandfather, and see what they smoked. And that, you know, that had to be represented as well. Well, that's awesome. So uh, readers out there, you should definitely go check out the November issue of High Times. It's our 40th anniversary issue. It's a big book It's beautiful. <laughs> and you'll find out from Nico and uh, I guess also the staff and other people you pulled about what are the greatest strains of all time. Yeah. I recommend it. Check it out. It's uh, it's an interesting read, and it, and it pays homage. You know, it's not just our 40th anniversary, but this is a celebration of the plant, and so that's why we did this story. So um, connoisseurs everywhere will really appreciate it. All right, Nico, thank you for piquing our listeners' interest. I'm sure they're going to run out and see what is on <laughs> that list of the top 25. Thank you for listening to The Stash. This has been a great episode 16. Thank you so much, Mike. Really uh, appreciate all the hard work you put into making this a great episode. And as always, dear Stash listeners, you can find us online uh, on Twitter. I'm at NYC Jam Gal, and Mike is Mike Hughes. Underscore. You gotta have the underscore. It's like a little tail. It's a little tail at the end. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks. Until next time, this has been The Stash. <laughs>